And for now, I'll let you guys unmute yourselves too, if you want. But um, yeah, I mean, I can do my intro, but it doesn't really. Oh, here we have Adrian. Every you, you guys all know me. <laughs> yes, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting you guys un unmute yourselves because you guys are all like um, OGs. Well, I mean, you all of you guys have had the opportunity to get to know me and my work already. Um, but I'll talk a little bit and then we can get into questions. Unless you guys just want to jump into questions right now. If you guys have work or you want to talk about anything, um, we can get started. Otherwise, I'll talk a little. Maybe that will spur some ideas. And if it doesn't, we'll just wrap it up. But yeah, you guys can unmute yourselves if you want to. Yeah, I'm jump right into questions, but I'll let other people go okay. first. Yeah, jump right in. Nobody else has their hand up or anything. Me jump right in? Yeah, jump. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only update I the only update I have is uh I got hit on by a dude yesterday and I was stunned at how flattering it was. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, that happens sometimes. Actually, my husband gets hit hit on a lot by men. He has Are like they? yeah, he has like a certain look that men seem to like. <laughs> yeah. so. It's pretty common for him. Yeah. Okay. No, but I don't, you know, that's, that's why I said other people can jump in because I don't really super okay. have a ton of updates this week. Okay. You know, just, uh, yeah, just still, you you know the score, just still kind of step by step. Did you find your blue eyed girl? The... No, I did not. She did not come back. I'm still kicking myself for letting that one, you know. Did you, uh, but you could still, it, it's, there's still time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but just uh, just that that was a nice wake up call for me to not be asleep at the switch. And like it's been a year. Yes, I do have to right. heal. You know, somebody with borderline personality disorder will do a number on you, but you gotta freaking move on and get back. Yeah, at you some point. Yeah, you can't let that control you. I know it's hard, but it, I mean, yeah. it's it's good to be. You know, it's the first step is really being conscious of it, and then the more things that you get conscious of the more um, layers kind of start to peel away. And I can say, you know, I'm like 12 years into doing this work myself and um, so much has changed. And, you know, I'm still surprised by how much, you know, it depends on how much trauma you have to, I guess, but I'm still surprised at how much there just, there's always another layer. And I remember talking to my mentor, Dr. Pat about it. And she's like, yeah, I'm still dealing with my shit. You know, she's like in her eighties. Well, yeah. That's the interesting thing about the layers is like, I actually like, going into the pandemic and before like having a series of things happen which made me vulnerable to even letting somebody who has borderline personality disorder in my life because i had met mm -hmm. them but i got them out of my life very quickly all the time before right it did it did make me realize that yeah there were some additional layers that were unseen unacknowledged kind of some yeah. of the deeper more fundamental stuff really attitudinal stuff it's not like um 
like uh, deep thinking type of stuff, like life outlook. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like foundational and stuff. Exactly. And like incorrect teachings from childhood or not even incorrect teachings, just absence of teachings. Right. Or just misunderstandings or misapprehensions. Yeah. yeah, yeah and that's yeah. always like, you know, I have that's when you're when you're finding those things out, when you're doing those things, it's such a good exercise and it helps you so much um, spiritually and also physically. I was hearing um, Carolyn Mice, who's pretty well known, but um, here, I'll put her in the chat. Where is the chat? Um, I was hearing her speak and she was saying, um, you know, you lie at your own peril. You lie, you do things, you, you know, you're dishonest, you deceive people, you deceive yourself. That is going to make you sicker than eating a bunch of junk food, you know? So it's like when you do your spiritual work, it, it really helps you also maintain your health, your physical health which I think is a really nice side effect. Hi, Wendy and Adrian. I don't know if you guys heard, but it's like small group and I know everybody here, so I'm not really going to do my intro. But if you guys want to, I, I let everybody in here have the power to unmute so, or the, yeah, the ability to unmute. <laughs> so if you guys want to just ask some questions or jump in or whatever, we can just kind of do it a little bit more freeform tonight because you cool. know. hello hello hi wendy do you have any questions what's going not, on not right now i just want to say hi oh, okay cool well i'm looking forward to saturday yeah yay we have a good group going for that um and i was just telling delilah we started our module one on tuesday which was exciting had some new people in there um so yeah do you guys have questions or how many people are in our Saturday group? Um, right now it's four people. There's a couple people. Um, it's you and Raul and Anna. And um, actually there's another woman coming in who she's already done the module two. She's going to do it again because she, she wanted to do the module three, but I'm not doing the module three this time. And I probably won't be doing it this year. So she's going to do the module two again. Cool. Yeah, so that'll be good. She's good. She's really, um, you'll like her. She's very uh, good energy. So cool. yeah, it's going to be good. So, so far, so good. And then um, I have another woman who is maybe going to do it. I don't know if she's going to do it. She did the module one a little while ago, and then she's been trying to get into the module two, but now that it's happening, I don't know if she's going to be able to make it. So, yeah. Cool. Are you taking a vacation this the end of this year? Am I going to? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. There's a few things we've been wanting to do and, you know, things like I do work during the holidays, but usually I do more privates um, because, you know, people are busy and they have engagements. And so it's just, it just kind of like naturally ends up being a good time to take a break. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, hi, Helen. 
Hi. Hi. I was just just texting you in the chat, but I figure I'll just tell you now. Um, Okay. I I really did want to do module two. Um, I just had a couple of time conflicts. So I'm trying to still see if it's doable. Okay. Um, But if the group's already full, that's okay too. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, you know, it's four to six people. So we have four people. So... Okay. I have one more person who's on the fence. Um, and I th- think that's it. So if okay. there's definitely room for you, you are welcome to join. Okay. What module and I, is I, this? Sorry. I'll keep going to Helen. Oh, it's module two. Um so I did have an update or question okay. from the last time. So <clears throat> I had mentioned my ex of nine years that right he was tracking you down yeah so after I saw him and it kind of stirred up all those feelings I decided to call to ask a few more questions right um you had a plan something just told me that maybe I wasn't getting the whole story because he had said he had dated some girls at work and there's been issues with him with honesty and like full disclosure and just the integrity thing, which mm-hmm. now scares the crap out of me since, you know, I'm realizing I never made sure integrity was screwed on with any of my relationships. And I don't even want to be in a relationship with someone unless there's that, you know, words matching actions. And yes. so I asked him a few more questions and I just wanted to be sure if he has completely ended things with these women Mm -hmm. and I didn't like the answer. (laughs) 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 So I tried to use your communication techniques to like, instead of my old ways, I, I really like, I literally had the notebook in front of me and I was like, once he answered that he's still going to church with one of these ladies and going to breakfast with her after, um, it really kind of set me off emotionally because yeah. I thought, here we go again, where you're just giving me half truths. And so I, you know, I, I explained that, you know, that could be confusing to a woman because, um, if you've changed church, changed churches and you're you're still meeting her every Sunday and going to brunch with her, it could be misleading her, you know. And he was well, acting. Yeah, very and he con- came towards you and acted like you're the only one for him. He doesn't want anybody else, but yet he's still seeing somebody. Okay. Right. Well, see, to him, he's not still seeing her. He said, "No, I ended things in a romantic relationship." He's literally relationship. still seeing her. Right. And that's right. what I pointed, pointed out. And I, I, <laughs> and I said, you know, to a woman that could be very misleading. And he's like, oh, I don't want to mislead her. And I said, well, you are. And maybe you should figure that out. But then I, I used your, your technique of, I said, look, I don't, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do or how, how to feel or, you know, what to think but I'm just not comfortable. 
with this. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so it was really hard because I was like breaking years of bad habits. Yeah, and were I, you shaking? I was really nervous. Yeah. I was really nervous. And yeah. But I kept emphasizing like. That's how you know it's working. <laughs> I said, I'm just not comfortable with this. And so I said, so you need to make some decisions and let me know. So Mm -hmm. I was really just like neutral Mm -hmm. about it. And he proposed a couple of like, well, I could, I could stop going with her and I could go to a different church. And I said, um, okay, yeah, you just need to decide what you want to do for yourself. Right. And so, you know, in the past, I think I would push too much of like, almost like bullying or maybe like telling him what I needed him to do. Mm -hmm. And it was always, it would just push him further away. So and it was also, it was also, you were, he was, it was also causing him to lie to you. Yes. And I don't, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to communicate with someone in a way that makes them want to lie to me. So I'm learning that I have to undo all of these years of training from my dysfunctional childhood and really just like communicate in that mature way that you've taught us where the choices, you know, decisions are left in his hands. And then I have to make my decisions based off of his responses. So, and I did mention to him, like, I've been working with this, you know, awesome woman who's really helping me to learn how to communicate better. And um, I mentioned to her, you know, the what's going on with you and me and that we saw each other again and it sparked feelings. And would you be open to meeting with her? And he kind of seemed a little wishy-washy, but not totally. He's like, maybe. Okay, good. Um, That's not enough. He He said, maybe, but then it seems like, it seemed like the more I pressed him to make a decision about just, you know, just make a decision and let me know. It seemed like he was kind of backing away. Like, instead of being like, I'm still totally in love with you and I don't want anyone else's, it felt more like a big part of me is still in love with you. And then it was like, it was like, he still seemed totally terrified of commitment Mm -hmm. and being nailed down to any, you know, fixed commitment or any firm decision. So I, I guess I don't, I don't know if maybe he's just wanting to see more of me and see the positive changes in me before he decides, which is fair. And I think I want to see that too, but I'm also terrified of getting back in there and getting hurt again. Right. So, Right. I think, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what he does. He could be just a little, um, yeah, Brett says, so it's not real for him, LOL. (laughs) Yeah. He could be, look, what you did was real and it was different. 
more, even more than him, you show that you have grown, right? Yeah. And he may not want to be with the new Helen, right? Mm -hmm. He likes the old Helen that he could get away with stuff that he could lie to, that he could seduce with guilt or bully with fear and intimidation. And so, you know, it's, it's always interesting to see. I mean, that's one of the reasons I told you to do it. It's always interesting to see how people react towards, you know, okay, well, if you want to see me, then, you know, I'll feel more comfortable if we go see this, you know, Chloe or whatever I've had, I just recently had a woman who was my, who's my client and she started dating this guy and things were great. Things seemed really good. Um, And then a few months in, she found out that he cheated on her Mm -hmm. and it had happened like early on when they were starting up, but still. Right. So she was really upset about it and she made it a requirement for him to see me. And he was grateful for the opportunity because he didn't want to lose her. And so he made a couple, like we actually made a few appointments because that was what she wanted. You know, Normally I'll just make one appointment with somebody and I'll just let them, part of the process is letting the person, once they know about me, you know, to come to me to ask for help. That's kind of part of the therapeutic process. But in this case, we we locked them in for three appointments right off the bat. And um, that was like a year. That was like at least a year or two ago. Anyways, they're still together. It worked. He was motivated. He wanted to do it. When we talked, he was nervous. He tried to get away with some shit. But he ultimately, I was like, look, this, this is you've said to me that this is the woman that you love. And he really, he really, my client, they, they, they're, they really love it. They do love each other. So they were willing to, she was willing to overlook it um, and give him a second chance on this condition. And so far so good. And it's been a few years. So, you know, you never know how somebody is going to react. The important the real distinction is seeing if somebody is teachable or not teachable because all of us can be jerks. Right. But once he's given the information, what does he do with it? You know, if he really wants to see you, he'll make an appointment with me. Or if he really wants to see you, he'll stop going to church with that woman. So now that you're starting to let him know what the price tag is and the prize is for seeing you or not seeing you, it'll be interesting to see, how he reacts to that you know if he's interested in learning if he's open or if he's not open because if they're teachable i'm like let's go if you're interested and you know in mutual interest between the parties and both people are open and teachable and want to learn and want to move forward you know usually we can construct something you know it may take some time and there's backsliding certainly with the case i was just telling you about there was some backsliding Um, there was a period where that woman he cheated with reached out to my client. There was, it was messy, but, um, but we'll see that's, that's the question because my instincts based off his, his responses were that he's just wanting fun and affection and not really the responsibility or accountability or commitment that 
goes with it because he he did he did say like you know he just would like to be able to like go to the movies and have fun and this and that but he does he knows that he knows himself well enough now that he doesn't really want to put the work in um, but that okay he he's kind of he said it in a little bit more vague terms but um i i guess i don't know it's just very wishy-washy because it's very obvious with his behavior that he still loves me and it's like he just seems confused still and right. i and thought there would be clarity after all this time but he still seems confused and doesn't really want to put the work in but I don't know if I should just give it more time and um well you're certainly not going to wait around for him. You know, you're going to continue doing your own work. You you're going to continue dating and flirting and seeing everybody else out here. I mean, he hasn't like given you enough of a of a he hasn't offer he's not offering you enough to take you off the table, off the market. You know what I mean? Yes, and that's how I feel is like I keep telling myself, stop putting your eggs in that basket and just keep trying to meet people and date. Yeah. Because ultimately, yeah, I don't want you to spend too much time because ultimately if, you know, you've made, you've said what you've said, he knows kind of what he's got to do. Um, I don't want you to keep like reopening that wound. Okay. It's going to stoke your pain addiction a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, let him know, look, if you want to be together, uh, you're going to have to stop seeing those girls. You're going to have to go with me to Chloe. You're whatever it is. Let me know if you want to do it. I'll be here. Otherwise, let's not talk. It's not. It's very unrealistic to think that you guys are going to be friends right now. Okay. Right. Right. And so that's why it's just, it's just cleaner to not have contact unless you're building. If you're not building, he doesn't get to see you all the time. He doesn't get to have his Helen. He doesn't get to kiss you on the neck. He doesn't get to take you to a movie. You know what I'm saying? Because as long as he's filling that hole for you, you're not lonely enough to find someone else. Yes, exactly. And he's kept me stuck before with no real... Yeah, he's years. trying to do it again. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that helps. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. And yeah, let me know about Saturday. I mean, hopefully you can join us. If you um have to miss one, you know, you can always do the recording. So, okay. I don't know if that helps, but. Thank okay. you. You are welcome. Hi, Susan and Anna and probably Raul. We're just doing like, I let everybody unmute tonight because we're just, everyone here is known to me. So we're just doing like casual kind of talking question answer. So if you guys have questions, Brett, you wanted to contribute something. What is it? Yeah, just, uh, you know, was kind of happy to hear Helen's story and the, you know, the I don't know. I guess that's a quiet assertive communication that she used, right? Oh, very um, much. Yeah. Yeah. She's telling him. She's making a stand to him, and he noticed. Right. Like <laughs> that's said, what he was backed like, yeah. off. He's Good like, oh, real for him, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, 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 it occurred to me, I, I do have a situation from my life, you know, I don't know how, if you're listening, what, you know, what, like, it, where it, it's like, 
day and night, what, you know, when somebody is responding positive to that quiet assertive communication versus not. Yes. Um, and you can learn so much when you use these tools and you see uh-huh. the other person's reaction. Yep. Like sometimes people will have, I mean, this guy just kind of went, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, but and Helen used the word I think wishy-washy, right? Or maybe right. Mean that term. Yeah. But some people will get enraged. And that's always like really interesting to me is like if you cherish your feelings or express your thoughts to somebody and they and they just respond to you with rage, then you're like, oh shit. Oh yep, 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 yep. Okay. And red and, flag. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I and, and I think I have a rare example of somebody that actually responded good yeah no it's, yeah okay and maybe it, not rare but yeah you just never know hopefully I mean, not rare surprised yeah. but but it yeah comes, I mean, it, it comes from my the uh liam's mom so we we have a co-parenting relationship oh okay okay yes and um yeah so i like had to like we had worked stuff out and become amicable and i kind of was viewing it as a kind of like a i don't know a work relationship okay um and thought for the longest time okay it's like um it's working fine you mm-hmm. know and and we get along great so long as the parameters of blah 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 are, are are within certain boundaries. But you know, over time, I just started to realize that there's some like, they were so subtle. I would be embarrassed to even mention some of them, but they were Let's also say. so consistent that they were starting to get under my skin. Some kind of signs of disrespect type of thing, and mm. and I finally called her out on it, and um did it in i think a lot of a way very similar to the way helen just did to the right. to this person that quiet assertiveness he and the and, tools yeah and and, and it, i wasn't trying to give her an ultimatum okay but I, I did end up giving her an ultimatum just in the sense that like we have to coordinate a lot i said you know for for to meet Liam's needs and and you know I, I but I I just can't handle this anymore. I know they're small issues, but they're just they're they're so consistent and pervasive. Um, you know, and if things don't shift, I'm sorry, we're just gonna have to not communicate so much anymore and just have it by text. I you know I, mm-hmm. it disturbs me, it irritates me, and I don't like the example that it's setting. Right, and um. Yeah, I was expecting her to stonewall. I was expecting her to, you know, and but I was just kind of at the end of my rope. And, right. Um, dang it all up, lo and behold, she didn't listen, apologize, talk through ways that, you know, that 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 she oh, can. Great. It it was like I was pretty stunned. Yeah, and that's and, I think that's the beauty of this work is that like when it works, it it works well. Yeah, and and that's the why why that's I was inspired so to kind of kind of chime in, you know, because it does it does seem like yeah, there's there's wishy washy responses, there's red flag responses, like you mm-hmm. gave the example of people flying into a rage, but when it's a good positive green flag response, my God, it's clear as day. 
it's just like, oh, wow. Yes, it's so clear. I know that's also what I love. The, uh, the rubric makes things very clear. And it's so great when that happens, too. You're like, oh, great. Yeah. Not, yeah. She respected you. You re- exactly. stood up for yourself. You made your statement and she respected you. And that's yeah. that's all we can ask for. People are going to mess up, you know. But to to be able to have that and be, that ability to resolve conflict is really important in any relationship, especially in romantic relationships. But it's really important in any relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this, this is such an important relationship, even though it's no longer romantic. I mean, we're raising a child together for crying. Right. Right. And it obviously is the best for it's very commendable that the that the two of you are able to do something like that, to do something that is the best for the unit of the three of you, which is essentially the best for the child. Right. Because it's better for your child if you guys are communicating well. And so that's also very commendable because that's that you we're going to be talking about this Saturday, actually. But that's the you demonism which is the opposite of hedonism which the where taking right action brings you to happiness it's like stoicism so that's very very commendable yeah Yeah. here i'll put it in the chat let's see yeah i've never heard that word i know it's a good one um i'm like struggling pronouncing it so i'm gonna put it in the chat (laughs) eudemonism but it was especially stunning this whole interaction because you know helen talked about you know dealing with somebody who needed to grow in certain regards um so my you know liam's mom or my ex you know yeah obviously that this was actually a specific area where she so she has her reasons why things didn't work but you know the the lack of communication and, and even in being able to resolve even small minor things, this is why I expect this to just not work. You know? um, why so did that, you guys that, break up? Huh? Why did you guys break up? Well, exactly this sort of thing that like the smallest, I mean, that, that was one of the big issues. The smallest, tiniest little things would get stonewalled if I. So she's done some work since then. How long have you guys not been together? going on six seven years now and 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 yeah so that was i i even told her i was like Gee, you know i tried to be as circumspect as possible but you know i was like watching how she handles things now my god we might not be divorced <laughs> you know because obviously people have great attributes there might be relationship killer attributes you know and the inability to communicate is definitely one of them right but it was just it was a it was you know also clear as day when somebody has to grow and mature in an area and you're used to them being stunted in an area and you've accepted that they're stunted in that way and then all of a sudden they show you that they're no longer stunted in that way it is so gratifying but also as clear as day yeah it's yeah and that's why i always tell people it's like they're like 
sometimes people come to me, well, I don't know, maybe he's changed. I need to check in with him. It's like, it's going to be so obvious if he's changed. So obvious. Because it's so much work to change. You know? Okay. Okay, good. Um, well, thanks for sharing that, Brett. Do any of you guys have any other questions? I have a question. I've had a question for a while, but I don't want it recorded. Uh, well, it's in the recording right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can um we can wait till Saturday. Okay. If you want, because that recording will definitely not be shared. You know, only with the people in the group, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, unless if you want, you can put it in the chat, and then I can try to answer it. If that helps. No, I don't. I don't want. No. Okay. No record. I, I don't want other people. Um, not so okay. much for me, but other people involved. Okay. Okay. Um. Hi, Susan. Okay. Well, if you guys don't have questions, I'll I'll uh, I'll wrap it up early. Um. Sometimes. Sometimes everybody's all talked out, but it's still nice to get together <laughs> and support each other. So uh, let's see. I, I got a question about oh, Helen's gone. Oh, yeah. Either one. Um, you can go ahead, Brett. Oh, it's more it's not a personal one. It's more of a societal question. Um, Helen's might be it, okay. uh, uh, it, it has to do with the yin yang and oh okay uh, okay what about I, I, you? I think Helen. Helen might have more of it okay uh, mine was just um, regarding my sister who I also mentioned last time um, I love my sister dearly and I've I've always felt like we had a good relationship and I, I've noticed like the pain of change is um, when I'm honoring myself and my feelings and I'm using your communication techniques, she's becoming enraged. Oh, she's and, that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because when you said that, it, it was like a light bulb for, oh, I didn't know people could react that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I guess. I don't, we're at a, we're at a stale, stalemate right now where, um, she's just crossed so many lines and boundaries and been so disrespectful in when I've tried to resolve conflict using your techniques mm -hmm. that I don't, I it's like, it's so heartbreaking. Do I just keep the distance and allow the relationship to basically be over um, which is just well, right. It's early sad. days, you know, I mean, okay. e right. It, these are conflicts. I know you've had ongoing conflicts, but you also have had a long relationship. I mean, so it might be too early to determine if you're ever going to talk to her again, you know? Okay. 
What um, I've noticed, what I've noticed when I really took a step back and looked at the whole history of our relationship was the only time we really truly get along where she's sweet and kind and respectful to me is when I have no one else in my life mm. and I'm all hers. And whenever I make new friends and still make her a priority, but just have more friends or I am start seeing someone, it's nonstop fighting. And I think she subconsciously is feeling very threatened and has no self-awareness about it. And I can't bring her awareness to, to you know, the forefront because right. she gets so defensive. Right. So I guess I just don't know where to go from here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're doing this work and you're seeing results and it is painful because sometimes you do quote lose people, but it's really more that you didn't have those people and you just didn't realize it and you were deluding yourself. Yeah. Because how great is a relationship if the person doesn't cherish your feelings at, or at least, or respect your thoughts? you know? And so you just might get to a point in your life where you're just like, why should I have relationships with people who don't do either of those things, right? If you're not getting a material benefit, a mental benefit, or an emotional benefit from the relationship, then there's really no point to having the relationship. It's just a drain. And now that you're starting to center yourself and put yourself first, it's totally normal and natural that there's going to be a shift in dynamics. Um, so, you know, you don't have to make any decisions at this time. Sometimes, you know, just you making your stand and keeping your space. We'll see what she does. Maybe she'll miss you. Maybe she'll come, come back to you. Maybe you guys can find a neutral ground in which you can discuss things. Um, but as long as she's not triggered, it'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? But that would be obviously mm -hmm. a more superficial relationship. You know, sometimes we start up, I've worked with people and estranged family members, and sometimes you just try to start up with, you know, basic communication, talking about neutral subjects like the weather, you know, maybe contacting each other once, like the very basic for a relationship is like contacting each other. You contact her once a month. She contacts you once a month. If it's if it's all one sided, then you got to stop doing that, though. You know, if it's always yeah. you, then you can't do that. Um, you know, and you can try to keep things on neutral topics like the weather, or you know, maybe you guys are both into musical theater or, or reality TV or whatever it is. Um, I think I think that's what it is. Is that she's very controlling and possessive, and like. I'm not allowing her to do that with me anymore. And mm -hmm. um, then she goes to shaming me. Uh, and that's because... where you need to cut it off because that is going to be really toxic for you. It is. It's going to wreck is. all the work you've been doing. Yeah. And and I feel like it's so toxic that I, I cannot expose myself to it anymore at this point unless something shifts within her. And, right. um, I, I just don't see that happening. Um, so it's been very sad. It's been very depressing for me yeah. because I, I love her so much, but well, I, I'm sure you miss her. I'm sure there are things you miss, but it just, it ends up not being worth it. It is. And I, I don't want to be addicted to this pain and <laughs> to the yeah. cycle. And so I, 
I do like what you said about just maybe not, I don't have to look at it so catastrophic at this point. I can just look at it as, you know, for now. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had clients, um, stop speaking to their parents, you know, grownups, everyone's a grownup, but, um, stop speaking to their parents. And after a year or two, the parent comes around and says, I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know what I need to do, but I'm willing to do it because I miss you and I love you. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) That'd be great. Maybe that could happen. Maybe it won't happen. I will tell you uh, from personal experience that it gets easier and it gets better. And the more time that passes, you'll feel stronger, you'll feel safer, you'll feel more confident because ultimately you've made a stand for yourself. And what really upsets us the most in life is when we abandon ourselves, right? When we go against our own instincts, when we go against ourselves, that's when it really, really hurts. And so this- And that's what I've, that's what I've always done to keep the peace and- not rock the boat and it's it's never been good for me right and now you're sick and now i'm having health issues right (laughs) so and that's what ultimately happens is that if the mind doesn't think it and the tongue can't articulate it the body will demonstrate with disease um so you're literally combating your disease by taking these stands and putting yourself first so i just don't want you to jeopardize your healing yeah, I think space is, is really important right now, but thank you. I appreciate it. You are so welcome. And you know, I mean, look, everybody's loyal to their training. If you guys grew up in a messed up household, you know, then she's going to be loyal to that kind of training, you know? Um, so it's not even about being mad. It's just some people just aren't at the same level. Yeah, she is the oldest and she lived there in the toxic home till she was 26. And then I, I moved out at 17 with a full paid scholarship to, to UCLA. So I got out really quickly. As soon as you could. As soon as I could. So I, I have tremendous compassion for her and I, I almost don't want to leave her behind. Like I'm having those guilt, protective feelings of like, I can't leave her behind um, because she's so trapped in the trauma still. But I, it's like, you have to save yourself too. No, you have to save yourself first. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes doing this will bring somebody out into the light. You know, just the fact that you're doing this is giving her an opportunity. We'll see what she does with it. You know, she chose to stay in your childhood home for tw- until she was 26. I mean, she made a different decision than you did, you know, right. so she's probably had a lifetime of making different decisions, but maybe you can be a beacon and an inspiration from a distance, you know, because, you know, this work, you've already been experimenting with it a little bit. So you can see it's kind of magical. It works on multiple levels and the, the we had somebody in the, in module one go, do you really think that if I s- just change these words, it's going to make a difference? This was, a, we have two people in there who I've never worked with before. So she's skeptical. And I'm like, oh, just try it. You'll see, you know. Um, 
but it really, it, you know, that's why I call it the quantum mechanics of language. Cause it really, it does change something on a very foundational level. So I'm happy that this is happening for you. I know it's sad and it's painful, but yeah. ultimately it's, it's honest. And that means it's the best thing for you. You know what I'm saying? It's consistent for you. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it is really hard though, because it's really, really like this work is really shaking up my life. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's hard. It's terrifying, but I can't go back now. It's like my eyes are open. I cannot go back. Right. I love that because look, once you touch your authentic self, it's, you never want to leave it. You never want to let go of it. And so even though you may pay, you will inevitably pay a price for that, yeah. right? Um, but it's too, it's too compelling once you get a taste of, for a lot of us, it's too compelling once you get a taste of that authentic self and living authentically and being yourself and doing this work you just want it's just like what you said I mean I can't put it any better than you did it's like you can't go backward that would just be and you know it's one of the reasons why you know sometimes you guys have heard me obviously but I even if somebody is coming here for the first time I try to go in pretty strong even on the first meeting because I never know if I'm going to see somebody again I never know if people are going to come back you know it might be the, my only opportunity to talk to them and if I can get them to feel that and I can get them to touch their authentic self from one interaction from one discussion that will set them up for the best even if they never come back again you know they will never forget that moment and so I don't know it's very powerful I'm really moved by your journey and and really proud of you thank you you're welcome okay wow excellent work very inspiring um Linda you are unknown to me are you brand new here or (laughs) Everybody in this group has been here before. Right now, today, just to happen that that's how it is today. It's not always like that. So if you want to ask a question or you have a, we're going to wrap up in about 10 minutes, but I just, no. Okay. Okay. That's fine. You can just listen. Um, okay. Brett, did you want to? add one more thing um well it it it, you know the the the, it it was an observation that i've made up based off of uh reels right Mm -hmm. like tiktok instagram reels my reels not yours oh okay no it's uh it's a trend that i've i've observed um and it's like almost the flip side of do you remember the whole metrosexual movement yeah Right, where guys were like primping and cleaning themselves. It lasted for about four or five years and then you know, it was kind of spurred by women and in and 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 men kind of were like, Okay, yeah, we'll do this. Right. <laughs> but we like, you still now it's kind of been, that's called something else, but it's kinda of like people are still kind of doing it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and and so it it it's it's um it's uh, a, a a series of of people that it's it's almost like the dystonic version of what you talk about. Now, and I wanted to see if you had any any take on it. So what it is is that it's like um or a distant you use the term dystonic or dysfunctional mm-hmm. like upside down right or, that's dystonic right when your ego right. dystonic it's when you're you know a feminine energy person but you you're using your masculine side in a way that doesn't serve you and vice versa your masculine energy yeah, 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 feminine yeah. energy side and, and and so it's it's there's some some public figures that are now coming out and talking about this male perspective in dating, right, and sort of calling out women, and 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 I can't say that 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 they're wrong in any of it, but it also is remarkably, um, it seems low, low, like almost animalistic, right? But they're also talking about that whole like, yeah, men being men, women being women, and I, that, um. So one of them I think is really famous, um, Andrew Tate. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I'm. He's referring been arrested. To? He's been arrested for sex trafficking. Oh God. Yeah. He's in jail yeah, yeah. in Romania. So so yeah, you know what I'm talking about about how yes. like it 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 absolutely. But yet they is say certain same. things that sound kind of true, and so they lure. Yeah, yeah. They really the their audience is like teenage boys. Teenage boys, and yeah. and they're they're interviewing teenage girls, <laughs> right? And but he's so, not a teenager, right, right? Right, 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 right. And so there, there's others, and and I, you know, it's just like it, it, it was just really interesting to see that it's that same yin yang argument, yet it's also just seems so. I guess immature is a way to say it, but I would say it's almost beyond immature. It absolutely is just just low. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just... no, it's very, 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 very toxic. And it's unfortunate because, yeah, they do. That's how they lure people in. They do. There's some little kernels of truth throughout. But the main thing that you got to look at with people like that is they're very they fail to cherish women's feelings. So it's game over. They're not real men. A real man will cherish a woman's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Oh, co- correct, correct. Um, you know, and 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 the flip side is that that that's that's precisely why I was saying that it was like that same yin yang argument because not only are they not, you know, cherishing or complaining that that the the what is it the yin is not present anymore, but they're like complaining also about the yang not being res. Right. But they don't do things to earn respect. Those guys want just automatic respect. I heard one of them saying, um, and it made me laugh, but I mean, it's very toxic. It said, um, what, what do you like the most about Republican women? And the guy said, um, they don't have dicks, right? Because these guys don't want to. So he's actually referring to something that does happen, right? Women and men have power struggles for masculine energy. This is something that happens. Yeah, that, that that's what I was saying about. It's the same yin-yang like dynamic, but it's all distorted. 
Right. But it's totally distorted. So they got a little bit of it right that men and women are different. There are brain differences. Women need to feel good, but they don't get the part that women need to feel good to do good. Men need to do good to feel good. They're not interested in doing good. They want to control women without cherishing feelings. That's not okay. And they will not get respect if they don't cherish a woman's feelings. And women, we do, you know, it's okay for women to manipulate men as long as we respect them. But if we try to manipulate without respect, that is objectionable. How do you manipulate with respect? By asking about what their thoughts are, you know? Brett, it makes me feel really bad when you come to these groups and you never talk and you never share and it hurts my feelings. What do you think about contributing a bit more? <laughs> is that, is that That's showing respect. Or is that, is that... No, I'm just I, I'm, giving I'm, you I'm... an example. Obviously, yeah. you're always coming and, and talking a lot. I'm just giving you an example. What you did with your ex-wife or your former partner, the mother of your child. Mm-hmm. You express to her your thoughts. You're like, look, this is not okay. I don't want to be disrespected. Um, I don't know if you said, how do you feel about not disrespecting me? But you got your point across enough that she was able to, in a in a and cherishing enough way or respectful, because you guys aren't in a romantic relationship. So you could have a relate, you know, it could be just two people respecting each other. You know, that's a friendship. Or two people cherishing each other. That's also a friendship. Sometimes complementary relationships tend to be more stable. So sometimes if you are in a friendship, um, it's helpful that if I start with an idea, that you follow with a feeling, and vice versa, if, if I start with a feeling, that you follow with an idea. But it's just like what happened with um, your, your ex, where you made your expression and you basically put her on notice and said you know i can't i can't do this with you anymore like and she respected that she was willing to negotiate with you you said you spent 20 minutes or so negotiating so Mm -hmm. that's showing you respect right when a woman asks you what your thoughts are when she's willing to um hear you and take actions to respect you right it's a little nuanced. I mean, it's different for everybody, you know, what what would constitute respect, you know. Um, but it's basically, you know, praising your thoughts or acknowledging your thoughts or, you know, adjusting her behavior because of your thoughts. These are things that are respectful, right? So, so like, it, in other words, because you had said it's okay to manipulate as long as there's a, a so, so in other words... Right. For for like you use manipulation in the broadest sense, which yes. literally means to handle. Yes. So um, it's it's basically means what I look wearing makeup and, is a manipulation that's going yep. to have an effect on you. If I if I come at you wearing makeup or if I come up, you're not wearing makeup. That is a manipulation. Right. Dressing right. a certain way. All these things. Manipulation is not inherently a bad thing as long as it's done respectfully. You're you're talking the Baha'i language right now because um there's okay. this there's this very famous passage about um about exactly that you know they they, they talk about a lot of passages about any virtue can be even even 
overly expressed or inappropriately expressed can be can become a, a bad thing, even yeah. virtues. And and so they're they're talking also about sort of our animal nature as well, and um, you know, but making the counterbalancing point that even you know our, our animal nature serves a purpose. Yes, um, it has its context, um, and when appropriately expressed, is very satisfying, positive, and and you know, like people might think, oh my god what are you talking about if people some if, if a person is animalistic how can this be positive but the example they give is a child that greedily nurses right. feeds with great greed they are that child that baby is expressing greed that's a very, <laughs> right, right. Right. But everyone's happy about it. No, but everybody, I mean, this is also the work of Freud and the ego yeah. states and the work of Eric Byrne, you know, where everybody is, has three ego states. And one of them is the id, um, right. Right. also right. known as the child, um, by re Eric Byrne renamed it the child. This is something that we do in module one. Um, and we talk about these ego states and balancing all these ego states because that's exactly it. Everybody has that seething cauldron of libidinal urges, right? That's yep. the child. That's what you're talking about. Okay, where's Susan? Oh no, we lost her. Shoot, she had her hand up for a while. Oh well. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just alarmed by that okay well i'm gonna wrap it up because we are at seven o'clock unless susan comes back in the next few seconds um but you guys know where to find me i'll be here i think next week um i'm gonna be doing these meetups um there might be one or two that i have to miss but i'll you know i'll keep the schedule updated but i'll be doing these meetups up until um thanksgiving then i'm gonna take a break Right now I'm doing the packages. Uh, I'm teaching module one and module two, same time. This is kind of the first time I've done the both models at the same time, but it's going well so far. Um, if you want to sign up for the next round, you can do that in one of the links. Um, probably not till next year, like I said. And then of course you can always reach out to me for private sessions. Um, and uh, if I don't hear from you, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming. It's always great to talk about these things. Thank you, Claire.